so now we've got to the page where, where there's a there's a, a joke that I I don't know just I really enjoyed at the time when I was a kid, yeah. which is, are you sitting comfortably? Well, kindly get off the cat, <laughs> because that that was a send up of like listen with mother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they said, are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. But I mean, listen... and I used to listen to that, and just to have that made fun of was right, great. Right, because I mean, I, I wouldn't have known anything about that because I don't think we had a radio at that time either. So. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. how it would begin. Yeah. And this leads to um, the first. What would one call this? Written story. Yeah. Uh, the only, only written story in yeah, crazy, and actually uh, the only written story in that sort of stable of IPC comics. There was never anything like this in Whoopi. Never anything like that in Wizard of Chips. It's basically a written story, and it's called The Mystery of Granny's False Teeth. Now, is this a Detective Fumbly? Detective book? Fumbly's Nut Case Book. Yep, by Willie Cook. And this refers to false teeth, so, you know, the, the false teeth that was the, the, the free gift in this comic, I, I always liked a free gift, did mm. you? Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, they were always good fun to get, even though they were completely useless, and you never used them more than about once. I was very fond of the Red Rattler. Red Rattler was Cheeky Weekly's was, free gift, number I, one. I can't and Eagle Comic had a, like, a weird old frisbee thing, number one, mm, he chucked mm. about. And uh, I might as well mention that in, I think it was 2000 AD, yeah. it may have been 2000 AD, they had ah. these stickers that were like bionics. We're back and, to bionics again, and, right? and you stuck them on yourself yeah. and you looked bionic. Now, what did they do to get past the copyright? They didn't actually call it Bionic. It wasn't called Bionic. It was right. called something along the lines of Biotronic, maybe? Something yeah, like something, that. it may well have been that. Yeah. But the thing was, I stuck them on me, <laughs> these these things, couldn't get them off again. <laughs> they were, the glue You're was right, so... You're right, they're still there. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> People come up to me now and say, God, he's Biotronic. <laughs> It's faded a bit, though. Yeah. It's got a bit blue. But I could not get them off, right? I'd put all these things up my arms, down my legs, all these bionic stickers. The glue was so strong. I couldn't get anything off. In the end, like, my mum had to, like, get one of those funny pumice stone things and sort of rub it off. And I went to a 2008 D conference not long ago, yeah. and the editor mentioned that this had been a problem. Oh, and there'd been all these parents getting in touch saying, how dare you give away such dangerous stickers? My child was almost killed by these <laughs> adhesive stickers. That's anyway, amazing. I had to throw that in. Because, I mean, that was based on the, the Steve Austin doll he used to be able to get. Do you remember that? Cause that, that I had one. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he didn't have stickers on there. He actually had uh, little chunks of plastic with the biotronic stuff inside, which you could actually pull out of his arm. I loved that. Did you have one of them? Yeah. And also, I believe his arm had a foreskin. Which you could peel back to reveal the bionic sections. It was all great stuff. And you, you, the bionic eye, don't forget the bionic eye. Yeah, the bionic eye, it worked in the same principle as him running fast in the TV show. Because he's running fast in the TV show and it's slowed down. And you look through his eye and you see everything further away. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you were meant to see things close up. And, uh, and a the... button on the back. Oh, the button on the he back? Yeah, a button on the back. It was a big engine thing which you could hook onto his hand. And you press the button on the back, and his arm would slowly go up. That's fine. Like yeah. that. And then you'd be like, Nazi salute. Exactly. 
So on the one hand, you're pulling his foreskin back. On the other hand, he's... He's, being, he's a Nazi. Yeah. And then you're looking through his eye and, and seeing things away. much further away. It's, it's, it was so well put together, wasn't it's it? It's some kind of political... And that probably made a billion dollars for Palatoy or something. I know. But, um, and also, there was a, a villain robot as well that I had. Oh, yeah. A villain toy robot called Maskatron, which was uh, a robot that had like different masks you could put on because he was meant to be in disguise, you see. So you put a Steve Austin mask on. Oh, or an yes. Oscar uh, mask. yes, I remember this now, yeah, yeah. But the thing was, he was a robot, and if you pressed uh, his arm, his arm would shoot off. <laughs> and then if you pressed his leg, his leg would shoot off. If you pressed a button near the neck, the head would shoot off. Then you had this weird sort of robot that's, torso left that's by That's how Steve Austin managed to vanquish him every time. He learned where the buttons were. <laughs> yeah. And that has nothing to do with the mystery <laughs> of Granny's false teeth. Yeah, this, this is the only point throughout the whole of Crazy Comic where the writers are credited in any way. Is there? Yes, Willie Cook. Willie Cook. Willie is my child, he is my Now, Willie Cook actually, as, as well as writing this, I don't know, we, we perhaps meant to assume that he wrote some other parts of the comic as well, because he's mentioned an awful lot throughout the whole of the comic, especially in Frank McDonald's work. There's always little references to Willie Cook. Yeah, there'd be something written on the wall, like, Willie Cook for president. Yeah, 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 that sort of thing. And nobody really knew who he was. Yeah, well, he became a character in his own right, in sort of, you know, this sort of background detail. <laughs> and that's, again, that's something that, you know, marks crazy and certain artists out from all the other comics that were available at the time. He was never revealed, I'm sure, what he looked like, was he? No, I didn't know. I, 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 I think, think maybe there was a competition where you could write in and say what he looked like, or there probably was draw pictures like, Yeah, I think there probably like. was. I did wonder if he became William Cook, you know, the uh, comedy writer for The Guardian, but I don't think he did. Because that yeah. bloke wouldn't look funny if it came up with shagged him, to be honest. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but, um... Having said that, I, I don't know what you thought of this, but I used to skip these stories. I didn't actually read them. I think the first couple of years I used to skip them, and then I went back to them when I, I was a better reader. Because let's just say we were five or six years old. So, you know, long-form prose wasn't really our thing, was it? We just no. like the pictures and, the, and everything. Well, what does it say here? I was called to an urgent conference in the chief's room. Sitting opposite him was a little old lady, about 135. She wore a black dress, a green crash helmet, and yellow welly boots with pink spots. I was surprised. I thought I had the only pair in town. <laughs> See, that's good. That's fine. <laughs> that is, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. P.S. In case you're interested, there will be another case next week. If you don't wish to know that, kindly ignore this message. Then moving on, there's something called Paws here, which was some sort of dog. That was basically all I can work it out. It was a paws. dog. Yeah, yeah. A dog. Well, mo- most brilliant. kids had dogs, so... True. Yeah. Having a dog that can actually sort of speak its thoughts via a thought bubble, that's fine. It was alright, nothing special. We it was, was alright, yeah, I think we move on from that. To the big game hunter, which was alright, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know, I wasn't that fond of that. All that was was some bloke who was a big game hunter and then they'd have a game at the end of the page that yeah. you could do. Here's noughts and crosses. But nothing yeah, brilliant. I mean, the same thing about big game is he lived up his name. Because he wasn't actually a big game hunter, he was a hunter of big games, as in the games that kids play. Uh, but yeah. did it on a very large scale, like in this one he's playing lots and crosses, but with uh, parachute lists. You got it, you got it. Hans plays with Lottie, Lottie plays with Jane, Jane plays with Willie, Willie is happy again. Then we move on to some sort of, there's a, there's a puzzle here. Uh-huh. And there's something called Crazy Agony Column, which is fairly amusing. 
Oh yeah, they were always great. Yeah. And here we have now. We mentioned this before. Ah. Custard by Corner is coming to crazy. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't in the first issue, which is interesting. With the help of our artist, we can <laughs> hand out custard pie club rings. You can suggest someone, a friend, relative, neighbour. Just send us a photograph and good reason why he or she deserves a pictorial pasting. You can nominate someone famous and we'll supply the picture. Oh, yes. I remember thinking, God, have you got a big library of all these famous people pictures? And then you send a custard pie corner and you get a prize if your target is printed. Now, um, what did you think of Custard Pie Corner? I loved Custard Pie Corner. It was amazing. And again, I mean, it was, it was funny back then. But again, rereading them as a teenager, Custard Pie Corner, I, was, I remember just laughing my head off at the stupid reasons they were given. I mean, here is one. Okay. We have a Custard Pie Corner in another issue here. Later issue. So you've basically got the That's letter... That's just a half, half page. A half page. You have a letter saying something like... I'd like Karen Newton to be clobbered because last year she clobbered me with a bowl full of water. A bowl full of water. <laughs> Jane, Jane Webber. The great thing about that is that it has all these sort of backstories you have to read and treat yourself. I remember one, somebody said, you know, I, I would actually give my brother a pictorial pasting because he pushed me into a bookshelf. This <laughs> 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 kid's obviously had this on his mind for ages. And how am I going to get back at my brother? I know. <laughs> I'll send it into a comic. I'll send, I'll send it to King's Reach Tower in yeah, South London. Yeah, they'll sort it for me. <laughs> That'll be my revenge. Yeah. But I started drawing at this point, really. Ah. Uh, inspired by things like that. That's an area we might talk about. I started copying some of these images, and that sort of got me interested in drawing for a long oh, time. I sort oh. of got reasonably good at it, but uh, sort of not... not excellent but just okay yeah. but did you do something of the same sort because you are oh, some professional also cartoons yeah. did you ever copy things out of these sort of comics uh, that kind of thing yeah it was, I mean the good thing about Custard Pie Corner is it was it was more like a montage isn't it because you got the actual photograph and then sort of cartoon stuff on the top of it yeah, that was brilliant. I mean, I've never I seen to, anything I like that I used to do before. a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. I used to draw the, the custard pies. I was always fascinated by the little lines <laughs> yeah. that uh, sort of implied that the custard pie was moving in some yeah, way. exactly. I was obsessed with these little lines you get in comics. What would you call them? I don't know. Like... They're, they're called whiz lines, I believe. Whiz lines. That's, that's the I just thought they were so great. One what... thing I do know about that is that whenever there was a TV show, like a kids' TV show, where they... They showcase a talented young cartoonist, or, or even in a magazine, they say some young up and coming cartoonist, only 10, and they'd always draw somebody who's static, but it would be so many whiz lines all around, even though he was just like standing there, <laughs> just standing there. And I just think he's obviously got Parkinson's disease or something, he's like, <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> I used to be obsessed with the little drops that would come off people. For some mm, reason. Mm, Do you know oh what yeah, I mean? yeah. Are they called whiz lines? They're like sweat lines, and they meant to yeah. be perspiration. Oh, perspiration, right? But because they're cartoons, they're sort of zooming off like people's heads. <laughs> but I love those lines that ejaculate off the size of the temples. Yeah. yeah, they imply movement. I just was fascinated by it. Yeah, well, again, yeah. The these things, slats, these lines, yeah. where the custard pie goes into the face, and you see these lines and of the, movement. The idea of foodstuffs being thrown. <laughs> Because, I mean, it goes back to... Uh... Foodstuffs being thrown. Because, I mean... Look mo- out, it's another foodstuff. <laughs> Most of 80s kids' TV was all about gunge. Yeah. And custard and baked beans being thrown everywhere, you know. But that never happened in real life, did it? 
No, you, you'd you rarely like, open the door and the flour would fall on your head. Exactly. And you, and you never, if, if I had sausage and mash, there'd be mash there and be sausage on the side of the plate. I'd never have a huge, great big mound of mash No. with sausages sticking out the top. I asked my mother to do it for me once <laughs> and we found that it was too much for me to eat. But I mean, yeah. And we never yeah. had a cow pie either. Custard pies, I mean, you know, they had this program called Make Em Laugh, which was about silent comedy. Mm, mm. And I used to think, oh, that's brilliant. The Keystone Cops throwing custard pies about and just pie fights in general. I yeah. just thought were amazing. Absolutely. So in Custard Pie Corner, you've got a photograph of somebody that you can send in mm-hmm. and then the artist throws a custard pie at the photo, yeah, basically. With splat. With it. splat. And is that is that Telly Tavares? Yes. They've got, I nominate Kojak for a custard pie as he's always saying stupid phrases like, who loves your baby, from Gordon McClee, a Peterhead, if you're listening, Gordon. <laughs> and then there's a splat there and uh, Joseph, line. perhaps you could give the punchline. Uh, we've got him in custody for you, Gordon. <laughs> And then you can just sit something in. <laughs> loved it, absolutely loved it. Yeah. And there's a large foot there saying foot of the page. Yeah, that's going to be a perennial joke as well, isn't it? Then you've got the map of Crazy Town, which that's we have it. done. Ray Presto is some sort of boring magician. It's funny how many characters I didn't like in this bloody thing. <laughs> but you had Handy Andy, Ray Presto, who was the uh, M- Mickey Mimic, was it? Mickey was Mimic it? I didn't mind so much. Well, the good thing about Mickey Mimic was it did have that sort of TV referencing, you know. Yeah, we're going to come on to him in a second. Is he on the first issue? He is. Um, But Ray Presto, I mean, then he's got his little magic page, so he shows you how to do a trick. So that was a sort of canny move on the part of who put this together. Kids are obviously fascinated with doing tricks, magic tricks. Well, they were fascinated with doing uh, magic tricks based on whatever they could find, and also based on the fact that their parents were probably smokers. Yeah. Because it was the 70s. That's right. (laughs) Because nobody smokes these days. So we've got one here that makes it look like a match has disappeared. You know, I, I used to be... Besotted with magic, so I would have loved Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, it goes back to the joke shop thing, doesn't it? So it does. It does. Of course, the other thing with the matchbox you could do is to get a piece of um, cotton wool, stick it in the matchbox, cut a little hole in the bottom of the matchbox, stick your finger through it, and then you could say, look, everybody, I've got a finger in a matchbox. Yeah. And they'd yeah. say, no, you haven't. You've just got a matchbox <laughs> and stick your finger through it with some cotton wool. Why have you got cotton wool? Get, get alive. Where's the blood? What's going on? Yeah, exactly. Come mm. back when you cut your own finger off. Exactly. As my parents said to me. Yeah, I, I show them that and they give me the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, before you go. Yeah, oh, stamp collection. There's three separate adverts for stamp collection. 60 free stamps, animals, ships, islands, space, etc. Etc? <laughs> Is <laughs> space big enough? <laughs> a a universe, etc. It's a bit free. Douglas Adams here, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit. Great selection free, including 10 superb mint, mint stamps. Mint. Approvals also sent. What's that? Please tell your parents and include <laughs> 6.5p postage stamp. Right, so you've got to send them a stamp and then they'll send you more stamps. They've got some sort of scam going, haven't they? They're probably going to send your stamp to somebody else (laughs) in exchange for more stamps. They're probably swapping it with this app here, the 122 different stamps free. I remember I mentioned to my uncle once, oh, you know, I'm going to start a stamp collection. And he, he, I don't know, he just had loads of letters or something. So every every time I saw him, he would just bring hundreds of stamps. And after about a minute, I got bored of it. Yeah. Did you steam them off or just... He would steam them off, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't have the heart to tell him that I'm bored of it. (laughs) So he carried on doing that till till the end of his days. What's the the, uh, accepted phrase for stamp collecting? Um, Philately. Philately, that's it. A bloke from Finland, isn't it? Yes, indeed. So now it is time for... Cheeky. Oh, no, it's 
cheeky. Hello, it's cheeky. The sort of key uh, strip of this first and this issue. is very interesting reading this because this is like a very early um, strip by Frank McDermott, and it's it's quite far away from his uh, latest style. Yeah. For a start, all the frames are pretty much horizontal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just getting going. Because later, the frames would be all over the place, wouldn't they? And it's introducing... I mean, how would one describe this concept? Cheeky. Sort of comedian, almost. I would... I think... I don't know. I would would actually describe him sort of... This this particular sort of setup is sort of pre-Kenny Everett video show. (laughs) Because, again, it was that high concept with various different characters. And and some of the characters are very similar to the uh, Kenny Everett. Cheeky had his own version of Disco version for a start. <laughs> well, I believe it was called Disco Kid. So, Cheeky was basically uh, a cheeky kid who tells jokes all the time and is constantly bumping into these characters that want jokes from him or he does some little routine. Yeah, basically, right? yeah, pretty much, yeah. So I you, mean, it it's, it's sort of goes back to musical. It's basically sort of two-handers, isn't it, with every person he meets. And it'd be off to school... You know, uh, and it'd be the people he'd meet on the way. I mean, it's interesting. It's a creative use of what kids know. Mm. You know, the kid goes to school. Really, what experiences has a kid got at this point? Not a lot to make something of, you'd think. In the morning, they probably would have uh, come across a baker's boy. You've got a baker's boy that's a character there. uh, Cakes and stuff. I I always like the, um, what do you call them? The the exclamations of annoyance (laughs) that they give. (laughs) Grr, You know, they... And um, so, who's this? Now, what's all this about? He's... Oh, yeah, he appeared in quite a few of the early ones, didn't he? Who's this guy? Some sort of strange kid? He's, he's a mad scientist. A mad another, scientist. Another of, his, another of his amazing discoveries. What do you mean, another? Oh. That's the first issue. How could it be another of his... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah, if it yeah. was a dummy issue that we've <laughs> never seen. And what have we got? So, you've got a mad scientist. Now, now oh. is this... What's her name? Um, the first appearance of... No, I don't think Louise, that, I no, don't think that is Louise. Louise. No, because Louise is blonde, isn't she? So this is some girl who's just I, turned I, up. Actually, no, yeah. I mean, she seems like a sort of prototype Louise. But I do remember specifically when Louise first appeared, because she actually appeared in the previous issue as well, just just sort of looking over him, sort of forlornly. <laughs> sort of, ooh, he's nice. And then, then that became, that grew into a huge, big... She was running around after him all the time. She was drooping around. And he didn't want to know. Basically. Because because he's a little boy, and little boys didn't like little girls back in the 70s. They That's did the not. Idea. They certainly did not. Yeah, I mean, they don't like them now. They prefer their Xboxes. But, you know. <laughs> then Posh Claude turns up. Posh Claude, really, very prototype Posh Claude there. Posh boys And then he says, uh, they're so posh at his house, they have jam on their bread and dripping. <laughs> now, this is an interesting thing about Posh Claude. I mean, the obvious idea is that he's a kid, he's posh, he's got a blazer, he's got a cap. But you're never quite sure whether he was genuinely posh or whether there was some kind of affectation going on there. Later on, I mean, at some point during Crazy, we did actually see into his house and the joke tended to be cheeky saying, he's so posh in his house, dot, dot, dot. And then posh... the, tea, the cups have handles. I remember. Oh uh, no, that well. was later. Originally, it was more based on the fact that he was genuinely posh. And then posh Claude would say, "Actually, we're not that posh." Dot dot dot. And then they would reveal that actually he's actually even more posh than that even. Ah. But then later on, it was revealed that he was basically in a really working class household with a big dog with fleas and a huge fat mother and all this stuff. <laughs> and that's when she he started saying, "Yeah, they're so posh in his house that even the cups have handles." Right, right. But a, a good character. So. Um... Oh yeah, he's great. 
And we've got someone called Sherlock turning up. Sure, yeah, he the appeared. kid detective. He appeared quite often. Which is time. pretty cool. Yeah. And then he gets to school. And you've got the class first there. You've ever... got teacher. And then the first ever appearance of Walter Works here. <laughs> Twitch squirm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah, he's basically got a, a slight problem in the waterworks department. How much of a pee do you weep when you're little and you're only three? At this point, he's just popping off to the toilet for a laugh. <laughs> just because just it's funny to see a kid going off to the toilet. Later on, he, his urination will be triggered off by certain things that... <laughs> that he said. Yeah, yeah. Deliberately. It was always references to, you know, pea shooters and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And I do remember a one-off strip of, you know, like The Adventures of Walter Works, and it was just basically a whole... whole spread of him just, you know, just reacting badly to this. And finally, he, he's on his way to the cinema... And he finally sits down in the cinema after a year, sort of clawing his way past an entire row of kids. <laughs> and then the first thing that comes into on the cinema screen <laughs> is a film about the Niagara Falls. Right. And he says, oh, Niagara! Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, oh no, and then he has to run back. I mean, could, maybe we should just very quickly talk about uh, Cheeky Weekly just for about a minute or so, just to say what it was. Mm, mm. It sort of came out of... I guess Cheeky must have been the most popular character by the end of Crazy, then. One must have presumed, yeah, yeah. So they thought, we'll give him his own comic, and it is, worked, did, I thought. I mean, didn't he actually... I mean, he continued in Crazy as well, didn't he? Yeah. And then he was in Wizard and Chips and Crazy. But, um, and his own little... little uh, no, actually, no, because uh, Cheeky joined up with Whoopi, didn't he? Is that right? I believe so. So, so you had Wizard and Chips and Crazy when Crazy folded. Yep. Cheeky Weekly carried on. Cheeky Weekly carried on for a bit more, and then that joined up with Whoopi... So Cheeky Wicked was going at the same time as Crazy? Oh, yeah. They were both happening at the same oh, time? Oh, yes, yes. Didn't know that. Because I remember my mother being very annoyed, having to buy two comics every week. That's interesting. So it was so successful that they had the, the two at once, and yeah. then the, the spin-off was more popular than the, I than think the original. So, yeah, and uh, the, other, the other big change, of course, was the fact that he used to have a K on his front, like all the rest of the Crazy Gang, but that became a C. That's right, that's right. And that, yeah, that happened in both, uh, both Cheeky and Crazy. I mean, just 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 briefly, when Crazy was incorporated into Wizard Ships, all I remember was just thinking, "This is really disappointing." What is this? Depressing is the word, isn't it? And what what, what actually happened to it? Do you remember what Wizard Ships and Crazy was? Uh, yeah, it was Wizard and Ships with a couple of comic strips from Crazy. And that was it. And that was it. The only way you could see Crazy in its normal form was you have to wait till the, the end of the year, and they'd still bring out the annuals for a couple more years. And so the Put some chips on crazy. Do you remember what the strips were in that? Yep, we had uh, Bitonic Boy was kept, Crazy Gang was kept. Right, that's probably what I um, I think Pongo Snodgrass also had his own little strip. And maybe Pause, I think, carried on as well. Okay, but it was just done. It, it was, was just, just it was, yeah, that. it was just, as I say, you know, with Wizard Chips, it was just mm. individual strips. It wasn't. Uh, right. But in issue one, we have the Mickey Mimic starting off. Oh, yes, what was he doing? Who do you do? Yeah, he basically impersonates people and he carries a suitcase around with various costumes in it that are quite sort of appropriate, unbelievably. And uh, quite elaborate as well. Yeah, I mean, so in the first issue, he impersonates Columbo and Kojak. 
Kojak and I mean less so with Columbo, but Kojak was such a huge hit for kids, considering that was meant to be an adult show. It was on late, I don't know. It was very late, it. it was about half eleven, wasn't it? Yeah, there's no way I would have seen it, so how would it, you know, how would kids know about it? It's really it must odd. have been massive. I mean he had hit records. That's yeah, I don't even remember that though. I just I, I don't even remember I remember watching it a few times. And he was bald. There is that, yeah. Maybe there weren't too many bald people on telly, so he stood out at the time. That's true. That's true. And then we have here <laughs> Crazy News Pound, where they yeah. just, you know, you could send in your little news jokes, can you? Yeah. No, and Liz. you can still do that with Newsjack today. <laughs> that's true. But this is funny. That's how far we've come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what great strides we've made since 1976. But these were much better. I mean, uh, what have we got here? A man in Brisbane today broke the world's longest singing record. Tomorrow he's going to break six Rod Stewart records. <laughs> that wasn't that good, I guess. What's Cheeky's one here? Trains out of Paddington were running five minutes late today. They'll be back to normal tomorrow, running ten minutes late. Yeah, that's all right. That's satirical as well. Yeah, so you can win one pound. There you go. So, I mean, this... Win one pound if your entry reaches the crazy news bulletin. And apparently you can get exactly the same if you send stuff to Newsjack. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this stuff has, has its origins in two Ronnies, doesn't it? It's that kind of. Um, I mean, it appeals to kids. I don't know how they knew this. Yeah. Look at this cool thing here. What's that? That's nice. Very. Uh, Very intense, the drawings were. Red ink. Like. Yeah, that's. Extremely detailed and, you know, fascinating. Well, it appears to be um, a prostitute. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what it is. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a car curb crawling because it's seen oh, yeah, a, woman, a woman, yeah. in, woman in a bikini but it turns out it's not a woman in a bikini it's a mannequin and the mannequin's hand is being manipulated by a vampire who's just come out of a graveyard and all for 12p yeah. <laughs> actually I don't know it wasn't even 12p it was let's have a look 7p 7p okay 7p so what was pocket money back then 10p uh, 16p that's yeah. what I used to get. Now, okay. What's Kel- this? Kelly's Telly. Kelly's Telly. Which telly station do mountaineers enjoy watching? I don't know, John. What station do... <laughs> High TV. <laughs> That's what, you know. Cha-ching! Newsjack. Yeah, thank you. So Kelly's Telly was... What was all that about then? Uh, he had a television and all the people that his television would come to life. That's but, not a bad idea. But they would be like miniature. They wouldn't actually... Uh, they wouldn't be life-size. Yeah, yeah. That's so, sort of cool in a way. So they'd be like, you know, if you, if you wanted to get some cakes, for instance, from a, a cookery programme, you'd only have them in miniature. Very nice. So we'd have to eat lots of them and the person cooking. So, the next page is something I, that used to really appeal to me, a crazy look at TV. Now, what again, 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 we've got another six million dollar man reference. Huh. Yeah. How how popular was that at that time? Yeah, I really loved the TV satires in those days, and yeah. I still do. Yeah, me too. Even though they're seen as old hat, I always liked it. But this, this was a, little, a good joke. There were mainly visual these ones. Yeah, usually, just one yeah. page. <laughs> bionic man shaking hands with the bionic woman, and then they all fall to bits. Yeah, well drawn as usual. And actually, I think Mad Magazine did a very similar one. Uh, they had it as a cover art. They had the uh, had bionic woman and the bionic man, and they had Duracell batteries, really huge ones behind their <laughs> behind their back. It was but, a remarkable um, show looking back then. But um. I was going to say about the uh, crazy look on TV. Do you remember when they did uh, Streets of San Francisco? Yeah, why do I remember that? What was the joke? <laughs> the joke was they had a, a big fight 
What was his name? Carl Malden. his nose. Yeah, it was Carl Malden and Michael Douglas. They had a big fight, <laughs> and he got punched very hard in the face. And then it cut to him in a doctor's surgery, and they were taking the bandages off. And his nose was quite normal and small. And he said, uh, look what you've done to my nose. You call yourself a doctor, you quack? And the doctor went, how dare you, sir? And punched him really hard in the face, and his nose swelled up to Carl Malden <laughs> dimensions. He went, that's better. Much better. <laughs> Great. They were interesting actors, weren't they? One of them, I think, appeared... I think Carl Malden was in The Odd Couple. Mm. And, mm. obviously, Michael Douglas did rather better, I suppose you could say. He did plenty of stuff. He did pretty well. But um, the last few pages here, we have the crazy gang in Kidnap Capers. Oh, now they've actually given a title to the... Uh... I always liked the, 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 the way they used words in these comics. You know, yeah. they had a certain vocabulary mm. comics, mm. didn't they? You know, all these words that you'd never see anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. So um, they lent it to the culture, in a way. Yeah. Next week in Crazy, oh, yeah. it's another free gift. A Super Jets joke camera, which I got. Was it one of those ones where you just squeezed it? And yeah, it yeah. comes out, but I mean, yeah. It wasn't a pump action jet. <laughs> Not like you get these days. No, it was very cheap. It right. was a great, but it was really excellent. I really, it was a great thing to I have. I wonder who the hell did they get to draw cheeky there? Because that's terrible. <laughs> a rather basic drawing there. Yeah. But um, an interesting thing, just to Ooh, finish yeah. off. It was a creative comic because they used to use the back cover in creative ways. How would you describe uh, what they used to do? Well, it was the uh, crazy disguise. Judy in the sky. Yeah, and it used to basically, the back cover was, it could either be a sort of doily. It could be some books. I remember once it looked like a lot of books. Yeah, there was, there was a, a baton. Yeah. Which I believe had two different colours. You could either have a silver baton or a wooden one, depending on how you folded it. And uh, But the thing about it was it was meant to disguise the comics, so if you were reading it in class, yep. Yep. you could turn it over and it Certainly would look like something else. In that one, yeah. So in this case, you, if you turn the comic over, it looks like your maths exercise book, yeah. which is a sort of great idea. Absolutely it's even got smudges on, on, on their fingerprints. And, and things a like drawing that. Of, of teacher. Yeah, and it was great. And um, that is the first issue, ladies and gentlemen, from 16th of October 1976. Yeah. Uh, and join, join us again next week, we'll be doing issue two. <laughs> <laughs> thank you kindly. And then and every single issue afterwards. And uh, Birdman and Chicken may well be making an appearance. <laughs> and SoundCloud will probably crash. Thank you very much, folks. Thank you. See you next time. See ya. Still crazy after all these Slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan.